This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. This is the story of Harry's. For decades, one big razor company has relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of its customers. Then one day, an ordinary guy got ripped off buying razors. He was so fed up that he and his best friend started a company to fix shaving. They called it Harry's. By taking less profit and selling online, Harry's can offer quality blades for less. You can even get Harry's 5-blade razor and shave gel for free when you sign up. Just cover shipping. Click or go to harrys.com and enter code RAZOR at checkout. That's RAZOR. R-A-Z-O-R. Hi there, hockey fans, and welcome to PuckCast with Statsman and AJ, Rotowire's hockey podcast show. I'm Paul Bruno, and you can follow me at Statsman22. I'm joined, as usual, by AJ Scholes, who's an excellent follow for hockey fans at AJ Scholes24. That's AJ. S-C-H-O-L-Z-2-4. We are back after ushering in a new year over the weekend, AJ. I'm always excited about prospects for the new year. As a natural optimist, always looking forward to big highlights and making plans. How about you? Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of uh, setting goals and and looking forward to new challenges on the year. Uh, I'm really excited to see everything that 2017 brings. Uh, I got a pair of trips coming up to Vegas, one in March, one in July. Uh, and then a, a kid on the way in May. So should be an exciting year. Uh, what about you, Paul? Anything, highlights or anything? Well, you just gave me a highlight. I, I uh, guess you're talking about the July trip to Vegas is going to be our uh, chance to meet one another finally because that's the annual Rotowire get-together that's arranged, and I never miss it. So I'm looking forward to meeting you in person, pal. Yeah, it should be a good time. Uh, I, I enjoyed it last year. I think we just didn't, uh, didn't manage to connect. No. What's, um, what's the March thing for? Uh, I got a buddy getting married out there. Oh, beautiful. Uh, So, yeah, we'll be back out there for that. It should be a good time. Uh, As always, before we get on with the program, I want to remind our listeners that throughout the week, uh, if you have questions about your lineups, fantasy hockey, or just hockey in general, uh, you can tweet at us, and we'll try and answer your questions during the week or maybe even during the next podcast. Again, as as Paul mentioned, you can follow me at AJScholes24. 
And you can follow Paul, the Statsman, at Statsman22. Well, every week, AJ, we're, we're getting good questions. And last week was no exception. They kept us busy, and we tried our best to get uh, back on t- in terms of timely answers. doesn't matter what time of day, folks. Between us, we'll get you covered off pretty well and pretty quickly, I think. And uh, it's not like we agree every time of finding out, too, AJ, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> so we're on either side of the fence, and a few of these uh, questions uh, causes people to think a little more. But when it's unanimous, I think they're pretty confident about our, our direction. In any case, we're changing up, it up a bit with this uh, first edition of 2017. AJ's come up with a list of 30 questions, just like I did last week, and he's going to challenge me for my answers, and we'll debate them today. So, uh, hey, you take the big chair, AJ. All right, yeah. So what we're going to do today, uh, we're going to do a little bit of true or false. Uh, I'll kind of uh, set it up for you, Paul, and then uh, ask you whether you think the statement is going to be true or false uh, heading into next year or even next season. And uh, we'll kick it off right away with Anaheim. Uh, Jakob Silverberg, who's uh, moved up to the top line with Ryan Kessler, uh, will reach a career high in points this season. True or false? I think it's true. I just look at his career best numbers as a point of comparison. Uh, He's got 39 points in 82 games last year, and he's already got 25 in the bank in 39 uh, this year. So the pace says that he's ahead of the curve. He's getting first line minutes on regular shift. And it looks like on the power play. You notice, too, they've changed up their top lines a little bit. So uh, I think he's going to still find a way to keep in the top six. And the guy's got too much skill to, to slow down to a pace that's below uh, the, that career mark, given what he's done so far this year. Yeah, I definitely agree, Paul. I really like what Silverberg has to offer. My um, one knock on him uh, that you know fantasy owners should be aware of, he's kind of got a lack of power play points despite uh, his opportunities. But I do think uh, Jakob Silverberg could be in line to captain this team sometime down the road. Uh, over in uh, Arizona, um, we'll look at uh, Mike Smith. He's sitting at a 7-10-4 record with a 2.82 goals against average. True or false, Mike Smith will not reach 15 wins this year. I kind of thought you'd highlight this guy because you've been on him. You've been critical of uh, all the early praise that he was getting. But now he's coming into this ga- next game on a six-game losing streak. And he's got a shaky injury history, though he's been healthy so far this year. Uh, those factors don't uh, make me feel too confident about this bet that he's going to get over 15 wins. I'm going to say under, and, and I agree with you. Yeah, I was recently debating this. Uh, I, I really believe Mike Smith is a, a pedestrian netminder. Uh, he's not terrible, but I just don't think he's going to win you any games. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, you were right on for, for me there. You, you know I'm not a big uh, Mike Smith <laughs> supporter here. Uh, over in Boston, David Pasternak is trailing Brad Marchant by five points currently for the team lead. True or false, Pasternak will lead the team in points at the end of the season. You know what? Uh I liked what I saw from Marshawn right from the World Cup of Hockey, and he, he meshed very well with your favorite player, Sidney Crosby, and he just continues to roll along. He's got a five-point lead over Pasternak right now, though Pasternak's been troubled by some injuries. He's, he's been scoring goals like crazy, leading the club there. But I just think in terms of total points, they're on the same line right now, and I, I think Pasternak is a guy can, who can still drop down from that top unit while Marshawn is pretty well locked in. As the club's best player, I think. And uh, I, I see him as the guy that's going to lead this team in points at the end of the season. So I'm going to say false. Yeah, I'm right there with you again. Uh, you know, I do think, as you mentioned, at the end of the year, I think Pasternak will be leading in goals. Um, but it's going to be tough for him to, to catch Marchant. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll go back to goalies. Uh, talking about Buffalo, another uh, net situation we've highlighted in the past. Both Robin Lerner and Anders Nilsson will be free agents at the end of season. 
albeit restricted free agency for Lerner. True or false, only one of these netminders will be on the Sabres roster next season. I'm going to say true because Lerner is an RFA, and I believe the Buffalo Sabres are going to resign this guy. He's one of a, a number of young goalies that's come into the league who is uh, taller than me, I guess. Uh, I'm, I stand six foot three, but this is another guy that's six foot seven, six foot eight almost, and, and uh, the, league is, the league is heading toward uh, getting so many of these guys in, the, in their nets uh, as long as they have a modicum of skill, and this guy certainly does, in my opinion. I don't know that you're as high as I am on him, but uh, the troubling aspect for this pairing is Anders Nelson. I, I think he's an un- unrestricted free agent, and I just think that they tend to bounce around these backups, and he'll be part of that, uh, that uh, last man standing thing that, uh, that goes on with uh, one more person than the number of chairs available, I guess, is the game that they'll play, and, and he'll be a part of that merry-go-round, if I can mix metaphors. <laughs> that's a that's a great point I, I do think Lerner is going to be the one of the two guys still on the team I think it should be Nilsson in, in my opinion but I, I agree I think it'll be true and I think uh, Lerner is going to be the guy there over in Calgary uh, pretty straight up question for you here on this one Paul true or false the Flames will crack the top three in the Pacific Division you know what on day one I might have said so but I've seen enough that makes me remember how good the three California based teams are in this loop plus we can't forget about how Edmonton's finally got their act together and look like they're going to compete for a spot so that's four clubs that they'll be competing for three playoff spots in their division they could be in in line for a wild card but I think they're just too far behind too many teams at the moment and you know as well as any hockey observer AJ once you get behind a bunch of teams it's really hard to make up ground particularly in this time of three-point games which uh, really bugs me too. I agree. I've got too many concerns uh, regarding their defense outside of Dougie Hamilton. Uh, they have been surging of late, but but I don't think, as you I, uh, outlined, I don't think they can catch Edmonton, Anaheim, and San Jose. Uh, we'll switch uh, coasts and we'll head over to Carolina. T, uh, Tivo Teravainen is sitting at nine goals and ten assists. Uh, true or false, Teravainen will double those numbers in the back half of the season. So that would be 18 goals and 20 helpers. Well, he had 35 points in his best year, so you got to think that he needs to continue to get top six minutes plus power play time, and he's doing that right now on a team that's very thin offensively and has trouble scoring. I'm going to say he does make it, though, because he's on pace right now, and they're not going to take this guy off of those roles because he's just one of their signature talents. So I'm going to bet that he does have a good second half here. I agree. I think, it, uh, as you mentioned, reaching these numbers would be career highs for him, uh, but I- while I have concerns about the town around him, we've talked about Carolina being a down team. Uh, I do believe he's got the skill set to accomplish that. And then uh, we'll head over to Chicago, talk a little bit looking forward to next season. True or false, Scott Darling will be taken in the NHL expansion draft by Vegas. You know what? He, this guy's proven himself in a couple of lengthy injury stints, AJ, with Crawford out of the lineup. Uh, and and I, I think he's a UFA at the end of the season, and he's currently on an expiring $600,000 deal. I think that he's going to want to test free agency. Uh, there'll be a more experienced option or two that I think this expansion club in Las Vegas will lean on, and they might not want mind spending money because you've got to really build from the net out when you're talking about an expansion club, in my opinion. And there's going to be enough goalies in the two goalie systems around the league that are going to be left unprotected that are more experienced options they may be a little more pricey but maybe offer a little more stability and that's what this team is going to need uh, coming out of the shoot so it's not really a knock against darling i just think that there's too many other options that will make a little bit more sense he's a quality backup goalie but that's all he is at this stage 
Yeah, I agree. I think the fact that he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year will probably scare them away from him a little bit. They might want somebody who's under contract already. So we'll head uh, we'll head to Colorado. Uh, Nathan McKinnon is clearly the best player on this team. Uh, nine goals and 16 helpers. True or false, McKinnon will be traded at the deadline as the Avs begin a rebuild. You know what? I'm going to say false. As, as poor as this season's gone for them, they'd be nuts to get rid of this guy. He's a star in the NHL. A uh, big body guy who can fly. He's got a lot of skill. We've seen it on display in a lot of the highlights, the rare highlights when Colorado's doing something positive so far this year. He's always seeming to be in the mix. He's on pace for another 60-point season, and the troubling thing for trading him any team that picks him up is going to have that 6.3 million dollar cap hit over the next four years there's just too many factors here that make me think he's not going anywhere aj in my opinion we're finally going to disagree on one (laughs) fall here Uh, i'm going to go true i think uh, as the abs are at the bottom of the league right now they need pieces they need draft picks and they need to start rebuilding this team and I think shelling, uh, tr- uh, trading McKinnon would go a long way towards doing that and help them start stockpiling. You saw this a little bit uh, firsthand with Toronto. They tried to trade off these big contracts to bring in younger guys as part of a, a rebuild. And I think that's what they need to do in Colorado as well. Uh, over in Columbus, true or false, Bobrovsky sets the record for most wins in a season currently held by Braden Holpe and Marty Brodeur. Well, the way they're going right now, what have they won? 15 games in a row? Uh, they're not going to go the rest of the season undefeated, AJ. Let's make that point. I, I think I'm safe in saying that. And and I do think that they're going to come back down to earth just a little bit. No team can sustain the level of play that they're going through right now. And they are in a very competitive division with a lot of other good quality teams. I think he's going to slow down uh, considerably and fall a bit short of that mark. I think it's around 48 to 50 wins. That is the record, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, you'd basically have to double what he's done so far to date. And uh, I just don't see that happening with the level playing field in that division uh, and more divisional games coming up for them in the second half. Yeah, I agree. The other thing is they, they have not used Curtis McElhaney in several, several weeks. Uh, and eventually they're going to need to give uh, Bob a night off here or there and, and go to McElhaney. And I think the fact that they've used him so much on this stretch is going to make him a little more tired on the back half. They'll want to rest him up for the playoffs. I think inevitably he may just not get enough starts uh, in the back half here to make it. Uh, down in Dallas, John Klingberg has 18 points, while Jordy Ben is next closest among defensemen with 10. True or false, no Stars defender other than Klingberg will reach the 20-point mark this season. I think that's true. I look at the names on that blue line aside from Klingberg, and, and none of them has any kind of a head as a scoring defenseman. This defense just doesn't score enough, and frankly, it doesn't defend enough. Therein lies the problem. This team is very top-heavy among the forwards. I do think they ought to consider dealing from that strength up front to help themselves in on defense. And in goal, I'm going to pump Kerry Littman's tires. He's doing very well for me in the last little while, lowering that goals against average. So maybe he is going to rectify things in the nets if I can plug him for a little bit. Antiniemi, though, uh, with an, uh, goals against average over three, he, he has to straighten things out before he can even be considered trade bait. This team really needs to get some help going on the blue line. Absolutely. Yeah. For all the offensive talent they have at forward, uh, as you mentioned, Dallas is surprisingly thin at blue line. I definitely rate this as true as well. I don't expect Ben or Ham Hughes to, to get to that mark. Uh, over in Detroit, true or false, the Red Wings 
will eventually have three or fewer players on injured reserve. They're currently at seven. You know what? That's a high number, and I don't think it's going to come down below three anytime soon. They, they have too many guys on the 30-year-old plus club uh, in this group, and uh, they, they have grinded through too many years of, of, uh, of uh, high intensity, a lot of travel miles on some of their players, even some of the younger guys. And uh, that means that they have some checkered injuries throughout this lineup. And I don't think, uh, I think that uh, the Red Cross is going to stay on them the rest of the season. I, I really think they're going to ha- have the injury ro- woes. It just seems that once a team starts down this path with this, group, this type of group, uh, it just continues. Yeah, I, uh, I actually d- disagree here, Paul. I think they can get healthy. Uh, I did kind of make this a loaded question. It looks like Vitaly and Franzen are probably both done for the year. So that's only one more healthy guy uh, <laughs> that they can uh, keep. But I, I do think they're going to get healthy eventually. My concern is, and I'm starting to agree with you, Paul, that they may not get healthy in time to uh, keep the uh, playoff streak going. Uh in Edmonton, currently, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have 14 goals apiece. True or false, McDavid will lead the Oilers in goals at the end of the year. I think you were trying to goad me here because you know that I like Dreisaitl a lot. I think he's locked to be eventually a good, really good second-line center to complement McDavid. Right now, this so far this season, they've played a lot together, AJ, That what we've noticed. Uh, I'm going to say true. I'm going to say McDavid is going to be the guy that leads this team in goals just and at the end of the year just because he's going to get all the primetime minutes. I can't guarantee that Dreisaitl will get first-line minutes or first-line power play minutes the rest of the year instead. I'm going to say false on this one, Paul. And while it's by no means a knock on McDavid, he's a fantastic generational talent. I just think Dreisaitl is playing out of his mind right now. Uh, he's really thriving alongside Maroon and, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins on their second line right now. And I think he's having an, an out, uh, out of mind, out of body kind of uh, season. And I think he's just going to put up bigger numbers uh, in the goal category. I think McDavid will clearly lead in points. Uh, down in Florida, I'm going to bring up uh, the ageless wonder. True or false, Yaramir Yager will still be playing next season, but not in Florida. I'm going to agree with you. Uh, he's going to look around and find a place to extend that career. He's already made no bones about it. He, he said he wants to try to play until he's 50. And for all the talk, he's backing up on the ice. He's currently on a pace for a 50-point season. There's a lot of players out there that won't reach that mark, and it'll make him... Uh, a commodity that I think some contending clubs would love to see on a third or third scoring line or maybe to bolster a second scoring line that could use a little more punch. He's uh, dynamic on the power play still. Uh, it's just that big body. He knows how to hold on to the puck and keep play keep away and uh, one of the best in the league at it still at, at uh, his in his mid-40s. So I think he's going to find a place, but I just don't think it's going to be in Florida. Yeah, I'm never going to bet against that fantastic mullet, uh, but... <laughs> You know, despite the great climate down there, I do think he wants to win and play in the postseason, which doesn't look like it's going to happen in Florida right now. So I do think he keeps playing, but somewhere else. Uh, over in L.A., the Kings' next five opponents are San Jose, that's on the road, Detroit, Minnesota, Dallas, and St. Louis, all four of those at home. Marion Gabrick will end his nine-game scoring drought during that stretch. True or false? I'm going to say yes, just because of currently what I see on the Rotowire lineups uh, displays. He's playing first line, 
and first power play minutes and getting a shot a good shots on goal at a pretty nice rate so I think sooner or later the puck's got to go in for this guy he's he's uh, a natural goal scorer that's his primary skill uh, apart from being a really good skater so I just think he's he's positioned himself to get a lot of opportunities and I can't see this dry spell going on too much longer in his case yeah, this is one of those streaks that's hard to hard to watch as such uh, such a great player really suffer through. But I'm going to say false, or, uh, and I don't think he's going to do it. I think his best chance will obviously be against Detroit. Um, but after that, he may have to wait all the way until January 27th against the Islanders. Wow. So <laughs> there's some, uh, some tough competition coming up, and I'm not sure that he will be able to pot one. Uh, in Minnesota, true or false, the Wild will dethrone the Blackhawks and win the Central Division. I'm going to say this is true, and it might even be a three-team race. We saw what St. Louis did to Chicago in the uh, outdoor game. Of course, I give the home team a bit of an advantage in both of those games that we saw on the weekend. And uh, I-, I could see Chicago dropping into third place. It's just a matter of the fact that this, the salary cap crunch that this team has faced has got increasingly tighter, and, and it's allowed other teams to catch up a little bit and close that gap. But make no mistake, if this team makes the playoffs, Chicago will still be a tough out. I just don't think they're going to do it from a first-place uh, seeding uh, entering the playoffs this year yeah you mentioned some concerns about Chicago I don't share those concerns when I look at Minnesota you know their top line Zucker Stahl and Coyle seem to be unstoppable and Dubnik would probably be walking away with the Vesna right now if it weren't for Bobrovsky in Columbus uh, so yeah I, I think they'll I think they'll hold on to the lead, so I'm going to say true that Minnesota gets it. Uh, Up in Montreal on the blue line, Andre Markov and Shea Weber each have 21 points. Markov is dealing with a lower body injury, though. True or false, Markov and Weber will tally a combined 80 points this season. Well, I'm going to say false, and it's not just because I don't like Mont- the Montreal Canadiens whenever you bring them up. <laughs> Weber's barely on a 40-point pace. He went through a very long scoreless drought before uh, ending it last week. And Markov, for his part, he's slowing down again, just like he did at this time last season. You're asking a lot of these guys because I think they're barely on that pace right now. And uh, to basically duplicate the scoring ex- exploits when Markov banged up and Weber has been a little inconsistent in terms of his recent play, I think it's going to be a tough road to hoe. I'm going to say false. They do not make it to the 80-point plateau in a combined effort. It is a tall task that I'm asking of them, but I think it's going to be true. Uh, I, I really like the fact that they're not paired up together. Uh, I think it's for the best. Uh, they're each paired up with kind of a more defensive-minded partner, and that allows them a little bit more freedom to jump into the play and get uh, get on the scoreboard. So I definitely think they can do it. Uh, speaking of their, their linked team that we've seen all year based on that trade, we'll head over to Nashville. Uh, true or false, Mike Fisher will not be the captain of the Predators next season. Well, first of all, it's uh, unfortunate to note that P.K. Subban won't be able to face his former mates tonight, in tonight's action. Uh, but in terms of your question, I'm going to say false. He's, uh, Fisher's on pace for his best year in the last three or four, and he's a pending UFA with a $4 million price tag that expires this year. He's married to Carrie Underwood, who's gained her fame in Nashville. It would be a very bad PR move for the Preds not to resign this guy if he expressed any interest. I say they resign him and or he retires. I say he hangs, but uh, in the end, at the end of the day, I think he he's done enough this year to get himself another contract, and that means he hangs around at least for another year with a captaincy in Nashville. I'm going to disagree with you, Paul. I'm going to say true. 
Uh, I think his uh, his contributions on the power play have been tremendous. But as you mentioned, he's 36 years old, and I don't think they're going to want to shell out another $4.4 million for him. Maybe he gives them a hometown discount to stay, uh, but I'm I'm thinking they've been grooming P.K. Subban to take over that role. Uh, maybe they'll push it back, but I think next year uh, Mike Fisher is out as the captain in Nashville. Uh, in New Jersey last week, we talked about Damon Severson's offensive contributions, but he has also struggled in the plus-minus. He's currently sitting at minus 22. That's worst in the league. True or false, Severson comes within 10 of the record for worst rating in the season, a minus 82 by Bill Mickelson. Okay, AJ, this is a math question here. I'm going to have some fun with you. Uh, You're asking him to be at least a minus 50 over the regular season to get to that minus 72, 82 window that you're talking about. I say no way from a minus 22 does he go minus 50 the rest of the way unless they play without a goalie in jersey the rest of the season. I think think (laughs) the numbers just are not in your favor in this one. I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say true here. And I I certainly don't think he's going to break the record. uh, But given this team's kind of complete lack of offense, they've they've shown occasional flashes of it. And Severson's on the ice constantly for this team. And I think he's just going to be hurt by that. I don't necessarily think it's a knock on him. I just think one guy can't make an entire defense and he's just stuck out on the ice too much. Uh, Speaking of stuck out on the ice, Yaroslav Halak has been sent out into the wilderness and waived, uh, sent down to Bridgeport in the minors. True or false, the Isles' starting goaltender for opening night of the 27-18 season is currently with the organization. You know what? I think they have to find a way to keep Yaroslav Halak around. I can't guarantee that he's going to be the starting goalie because he's got, but he has a $5 million uh, stipend coming to him in the last year of his contract next year. He's not going anywhere, but I do think it's false. The answer is false in this case. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he, as you mentioned, he might still be on the team, but if there's any way they can shed that deal, they may want to consider it. Uh, but, you know, Grice and Barub are both free agents after the season. And I expect them, as you said, to look for other options. Uh, if he's with the organization, as you said, I, I agree. I don't think he'll be the starting netminder on opening night. Uh, to the other New York club, uh, I'm going to reuse a true-false here from before. Anti Ranta will be taken in the NHL expansion draft by Vegas. True or false, Paul? I'm going to say true in this case. Where t- I talked about another backup goalie early, but, but I really want to see uh, Ranta get a shot somewhere else. He's now in his third straight year as a backup where his average and his save percentage were in line with his more utilized and expensive partners in each of the previous three seasons. He's done enough for me as an observer to say, let's see what this guy can do in a starting role. He certainly excelled in three straight years as a backup, putting up really good numbers. And you can make a case as another big goal, big body goalie who might look good in a starting role in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, I mentioned the cap concerns or or lack of a contract really uh, previously for this. Uh, Ranta's under contract for just a million uh, next season. So I think that's a great fit for for a team that might want to spend in other areas. And, you know, the Rangers certainly aren't going to expose King Henrique to the draft. And I'm not sure there's anybody else on the Rangers that would offer, you know, more uh, of what they might be looking for in Vegas. I think this will be a perfect fit for them. Uh, in Ottawa, Eric Carlson has seven goals and 25 helpers. True or false, Carlson will still lead the team in points at the end of the year. 
Well, he did it last year, so it's not like he hasn't been at the top of the Ottawa ladder uh, before. And he leads the team right now and has a four-point lead over Mark Stone, a guy who is going to be life and death to get 60 points this year. In the absence of the, uh, Stone, Tourist would be the next bet, and he's further down the list. So uh, Carlson's already carved out a nice lead. We know that he's a lock to be the power play quarterback and first line minutes on defense, and we've seen him do it before. I think he repeats as the Ottawa Senators' leading scorer and definitely a team MVP. Yeah, I agree. There just isn't enough scoring from the rest of the team. Uh, this was probably the easiest one I put in here, Paul. Uh, he's just so much more dominant, and the rest of the team is just lacking in, in any sort of offensive production. So I agree with you there. Definitely true on that one. Uh, in Philadelphia, with the emergence of Steve Mason, Michael Newverth is suddenly looking expendable. True or false, Newverth will finish the season in Philly. Well, I would have liked Neuvers' chances to finish the season in Philly with the Philadelphia Phantoms if they were still the American League affiliate there, but they're not. So I'm going to say it's true. Uh, he will see, finish the season in Philadelphia just because they have to keep him around on the main roster, though he could be threatened by uh, Stolars, who I think eventually is going to be groomed as the second guy there. Just, they just got too much money tied up in Neuvers to send him down, and, I, and he has played well enough in the past to get a reprieve here. So I do think he hangs on, but just barely. I'm going to disagree. I think they should and can uh, get rid of him. Stolers has looked solid. Uh, if I'm the Flyers, I would send Stolers back uh, to the AHL for a couple weeks once Newberth gets healthy. Let him uh, get some starts post-injury, maybe show what he's got out there, and then hang him out uh, for, for trade options there. Uh, across the state of Pennsylvania, we'll look at Pittsburgh. Uh, narrowing this down to just one statement was a little difficult for me, uh, but I did finally pick one. True or false, Crosby will win the Rocket while Malkin wins the Art Ross. All right, so you're telling me that Malkin's going to, he's going to need to stay healthy the rest of the year, uh, AJ. He hasn't done that in the last four seasons, missing an average of 13 games. I've had him in a dynasty league. I know this guy's pattern very well, just as I think you do in your heart of hearts. Uh, he's got a narrow points lead over several guys in the league uh, standing, league-wide standings, including Sydney. And I think Sid Sid's on just too much of a tear and really is still the signature talent in the NHL. So I'm going to say false that uh, Malkin will not win the Art Ross Trophy. I think certainly Crosby's in line to win the scoring, goal scoring on the Rocket. He's got a six-goal lead over, uh, surprisingly, Austin Matthews is one of the guys at 20 goals right now. <laughs> Nice little plug for your guy there, Paul. Uh, I'm only starting there. You know that. <laughs> uh, th this is where both guys are currently sitting in the standings. Uh, Malkin with 43 points, tied with McDavid. And Crosby is six goals ahead of you, as you mentioned, of Austin Matthews. I think the key here is the power play, which is converting at 22.4%. This is when the two guys are playing together. And I think they'll be adding more hardware to the trophy cases in Pittsburgh. Uh, over in San Jose, uh, true or false, the Joes, that's Pavelski and Thornton, combined for 125 points. Well, so far, let's take a look at what they've done, AJ. They've got 14 goals and 45 assists. I would expect a larger goal total just because Pavelski tends to fill the net with about 40 every year, but Thornton's only got two so far this year, dampening that aspect. But I started to do a little math, and it tells me they need 66 points in the next 45 games. It'll be close because they're right on that pace right now to get about 131 points if they stay healthy the rest of the year. 
And that's going to be a, pl- uh, a must here. But uh, as you said before with the Pittsburgh situation, you're talking about the two first-line first players here, Wiley Vets, who will not lose that role as long as uh, they're healthy, and they're going to get first-line power play minutes. So I think they're, if they stay healthy, they've got a real good shot at doing this. I'm going to say true. I agree with you, Paul, and that's one reason why in our pregame or uh, preseason shows, I picked uh, the Sharks to repeat as the Western Conference uh, representatives for the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, the two of them are just so talented, and as you mentioned, they're they're on pace for this, uh, but they do have to stay healthy. I didn't uh, I didn't want to pick a number that was too easy. Wanted to at least make it a challenge for them, so we'll see what they can do uh, over in St. Louis arguably the most disappointing trade of the year if you're uh, the blues nail yakupov has just six points and is uh, more often than not a healthy scratch true or false yakupov will be playing in st louis next season well he's playing out uh, a 2.5 million dollar cap hit in the final year of a contract and is scheduled to be an rfa at the end of the season which means st louis could have an inside track to resigning if they choose to i just don't think they will bother certainly at that uh, cap hit uh, they can use this money el- much more wisely in my opinion uh, yakubov's done nothing to clinch a job in in st louis and i think he's he's maybe headed to the khl that's my prediction for him yeah that's a that's a bold call but i don't think you're terribly uh too far off with that you know blackhawks fans have to be thinking they're lucky stars they didn't get stuck with this guy uh, as you mentioned, at 2.5 mil heading into next season, they may even look at a buyout situation to get out from under this deal. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think uh, he may find himself playing across the pond there. Uh, in Tampa Bay, Jonathan Druin has been red hot of late with 15 points in his last 13 contests. True or false, Druin will average over a point per game over the course of the season. All right, here again, you're making it easy for me because I say – you're asking him to get to 72 points at the end of the season uh, if he goes a point a game the rest of the way i say no dice my friend other than kucherov no one will top 70 points here uh drew ends a fine talent maybe an excellent talent and uh, they're just having a bit of a tough time tougher time scoring goals than i anticipated i just don't think he can sustain what he's done in the last three weeks to continue at that rate so i'm going to say false I'm going to disagree and say true, and, and maybe that's why you're the stats man. You're better with the math than I am. Um, but my, my quick numbers crunch did, uh, I do believe he needs to average 1.15 points per game the rest of the way, and I think he can get there. He's got five multi-point games uh, so far this year, and the Lightning have been uh, found ways to win throughout uh, the last several seasons. They're a talented team, and I think he can help carry them forward uh, to another deep playoff run. Uh, we'll head to your hometown team toronto uh, the metropolitan division is currently dominating the eastern conference which will make it hard for any atlantic division team to secure the wild card in my opinion uh, true or false the maple leafs will not make the playoffs this season i, I had to read this question a couple of times because it, were you uh, i had to know whether you asked me where they're not going to make the playoffs or whether they are your wording is is confusing me but i, I think it's me that just misunderstood <laughs> i'm just going to come, come out and say it 
Based on what I've seen the last three weeks, I say they make it to the playoffs because these skilled kids, they have six rookies among the top top 18 rookie scorers in the league, are starting to figure it out all together. They're having a lot of fun playing with a ton of confidence. And don't forget about what's happened in goal with Freddie Anderson. He's moved in uh, to the top 10 goalie ranks uh, in the league, in my opinion. His numbers have been were the best in the league in the month of December. I don't think he can sustain that rate, but I don't think he's going to drop off too far from that. This team is not finished turning heads, I don't think, with what we've seen most recently. While enough other clubs have or will stumble the rest of the way. Yeah, I, I'm definitely set that, uh, in, in my opinion, that both wild cards are going to come out of the Metropolitan, which means Toronto has to be in the top three in order to make the playoffs. But uh, Ottawa is definitely punching above their weight class. Uh, and, you know, as you kind of highlighted, Tampa has picked up some big injuries. You know, Boston uh, is right in there, too. I do agree with you, Paul. I think they will make it. Um, but they'll definitely have to get in that top three, in my opinion, in order to do so. Uh, from the playoff contending teams to the out of the playoff teams, Vancouver uh, is a team that is possibly looking at an overhaul. And as they do that, a lot of attention will be on the Sedin twins. True or false, both Daniel and Henrik will be with the Canucks next season. I think it's true, and uh, I believe they're going to retire together in Vancouver. They will play the last year of their current contracts at a $7 million cap hit for each of them next season. And the Canucks will wait for the full rebuild until after that, that those contracts expire. So I think they're definitely going to hang around next year. I don't think any team takes them up, uh, takes Vancouver off the hook for these contracts with one year remaining. Uh, I just don't see it. Yeah, that's a great point, Paul. There. If you have to take both of them, which has seemed to be the case over their career, you're looking at a $14 million cap hit for next season. Uh, I agree. They may decide to hang it up after this current contract uh, rather than avoid uh, playing separated for the first time in their NHL careers. In Washington, Ovechkin is outside the top 10 in points and just ninth in scoring right now. True or false, number eight will post his lowest point total of an 82-game season. Well, I had to look uh, at his history to, see, to, ta- to frame my answer here. So he had 65 points in the 2011-2012 campaign, and he has 28 points in 36 games so far this season. This sounds like a grade 11 math question to me. He <laughs> needs 37 points in the remaining 46 games to reach that mark. His current pace is right there. He's at 64 points pace the rest of the season. He and his team, they haven't scored like we thought they would this season. They have to pick it up as a club, but and I think they will. So I think the floor is 65 points. I do think he's going to do better than that, maybe approach 70. So I'm going to say false. He heads toward another decent campaign with about 70 points. Maybe it's 45 goals, 25, 45 goals, 25 assists. I'm going to say true on this. I as I said uh, in one of our previous questions, I wanted to make uh, make these difficult. And as you mentioned, his pace is right there. Uh, but the struggles have been uh, pretty significant for him this season. And he just hasn't looked like the same player this season. And I'm not sure he's going to get there. So I'm, I'm going to say true. He'll put up his lowest 82-game point season of his career. And finally, in Winnipeg, Connor Hellybuck is just 4-4-1 in his last 10 appearances with a 3.06 goals against average. Given all the offensive on t- talent on this team, 
true or false, Hellebuck will be the starting netminder for the Jets heading into the postseason. All right. You take me through 29 questions, and you end it with a trick question here, AJ. I, I think <laughs> you're trying to take advantage of me. I'm, I'm going to say false, but let me explain. I think the Jets won't even make the playoffs. They're currently three points out of the wild card, and L.A. is, play, LA is hang, hanging on to that spot. The uh, Kings have played two fewer games. And they're eight points behind St. Louis Blues with a game in hand in their own division. So I think that the row is going to be too tough to hold. I think the Jets don't even make the postseason. So maybe Hellybuck plays for an, uh, one of the teams in the World Junior- World Hockey Championships in April and could be the starting goalie there. <laughs> that's, that's a great point. I, I hadn't thought of that. I kind of was uh, assuming that they'll make it because I think they have the talent to do so. Um, and I do think, though, that they're going to consider parting with maybe one of their top six guys packaged with some youth and some draft picks for another netminder. I think they're really just one uh, top-end netminder away from uh, you know being a postseason playoff team. And But, yeah, that's a great point. If they don't make the playoffs, making a trade for uh, a netminder like that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so with that, I will turn the mic back over to you, Paul, to lead us the rest of the way. Well, you know what, AJ? I, I wanted to take a minute from our hockey talk to review our final football observations, given that we're going to be switching over to basketball next week. And uh, that involves experiences that you and I have shared in the staff leagues and the free rolls uh, under the FanDuel banner. I noted that in my Vegas League conference, I won a division before being upset for the first round, before being the highest scoring team over the last two weeks in either league, I got to point out. So it was one bad week that cost me the chance to face off against you in the overall final. I'm not going to forget about that for an awfully long time, but I've had a ball doing this, fa- this FanDuel stuff on a weekly basis, playing the games and talking about it. You, on the other hand, won your conference and played our pal Jeff Erickson for all the marbles. I purposely didn't ask you before we went on, on record here. How did that go for you? Uh, unfortunately, it, uh, it did not go well. It, uh, it appears that I lost to, to Jeff in the final. You mentioned one bad week. Well, this was it for me. Uh, too many of my guys were on, uh, on playoff teams, which is great during the first 16 weeks of the year. But in week 17, a lot of those guys were resting. Uh, and it's the same issue. I ran into the free roll as well. I had guys in my lineup that just did not end up playing. Um, but overall, it was a great season, uh, and I'm I'm still looking forward to some playoff uh, daily fantasy on FanDuel. I'm still going to get in on that as well. All right. Well, that news just bums me out just a little bit more uh, because I, like I said, I had the sc- highest scoring team in both leagues all season long. One bad week of roster setup cost me all the marbles. Then is what you're telling me. That really yeah, you probably you probably would have beaten me because it was a bad week for me. That absolutely stinks uh, i can't tell you and and with the exchange rate in my favor i would have loved to collect the dough that, that was on the table for that amount it would have been meant, meant even more for me up here in in canada but on behalf of myself and aj we want to thank fanduel and rotowire for these game opportunities and i want to remind you that fanduel still has that special offer for new users you get a free six-month rotowire subscription with a ten dollar deposit on fanduel go to fanduel.com slash rw not only will you get the free subscription but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel as well. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Well, we get to play FanDuel again tonight. It's uh, looking at the Tuesday slate of games. There's seven tilts on tap, uh, which is a narrower scope than we usually have. But uh, I want to hear from you how you're building your lineup. So let's go from the centers back to the goalie. Who are your two pivots? 
So in the, in the center, I'm going to go with Logan Couture for 6,500. I love the Sharks matchup against LA, uh, you know, a, a offensively minded team against uh, a little bit of a struggling team. And that's the same I'm going with in, in my other one. I went with uh, Brian Little for 5,900. You know, Winnipeg has some offensive talent. They're going against Tampa Bay, which, as I mentioned earlier, has picked up some injuries. So I like both of those matchups there. Slightly cheaper guys. Uh, what did you do down the middle, Paul? Well, I, I looked at a couple of games that I'll be looking forward to watching and tuning in. Maybe I'll do picture-in-picture picture tonight. The Nashville-Montreal tilt is certainly front and center, but I'm not going to forget about my Maple Leafs. Ryan Johansson of Nashville against Montreal. This, the Canadians are a team that's a little thin at center, and they're going to be facing a guy who's a, a big, strong pivot at every team likes to have in their roster he's a capable scoring guy too i just think he's gonna be a tough guy to corral for the canadians this evening and i'll take him at 6700 bucks and i'll pair him with nick backstrom who is seems to be always a nemesis for the leafs and and does his best work with ovi i wonder if they'll be playing together tonight seems to be they switch that up on a on a nightly basis i'm banking regardless of the uh, of the line mates backstrom has a big game against my leafs for 6600 bucks on the wing, you got to give me four names, AJ. Well, I'm going to kick it off with some guys we talked about already today. Joe Pavelski, 8000 so a little pricey. But again, I like that San Jose matchup. And Pavelski, it's uh, a great Wisconsin Wisconsin guy, so uh, got to love him there as well. And then Leon Dreisaitl for 6600 Edmonton is going up against Columbus, so it's a tough matchup. But I think he's a, a player that I would highlight even in those difficult matchups. Then from there, going a little bit cheaper, I'm going to go with Boone Jenner on the flip side of that for 4,900. I think anytime you can get somebody on the Blue Jackets right now for under 5,000, you're you're looking pretty there. And then finally, I'm going to go uh, to your Leafs for 4,300. Zach Hyman, he's playing second line minutes. He's got five assists in his last four games, uh, so he's been playing red hot. And I'm hoping he can carry that forward one more time. And what do you got on the wings, Paul? I'm going to go against your, uh, my Maple Leafs with one of the picks. Marcus Johansson of Washington, another guy that seems to be lighting up against Toronto. I have a long memory with some of the guys that burned my Maple Leafs. <laughs> this guy's on that list. And I like what he's done in Washington, carving out some good uh, time on the special teams with some of their name recognition players. Uh, for $5,100, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities. And I look at another guy who's something of a power play specialist. He's been doing it for years, and that's Mike Camilleri of New Jersey uh, for $5,200 against Carolina. A very tough defensive team, but Camilleri's going to get some odd man advantage opportunities, and I think that's where he cashes for me at this low price. I'm going to add J.T. Miller. Uh, J.T. Miller, this is a nod to our buddy A.J. Fiorentino at Rotowire. He's a big Miller fan, and he tells me this guy never takes a night off. I think that's going to continue for $5,500 against Buffalo. I'll take a piece of that action. And finally, in that uh, Nashville-Montreal tilt, Alex Radulov has, has had this date circled on his calendar for a long, long time. He broke into the National, League, National Hockey League with Nashville, and I think there's going to be a, it's going to be an emotional game for a lot of players uh, uh, involved in a big trade and then uh, throw in Radulov in this mix. $6,200 is the price tag, and I think he's a guy that will factor in on the special teams for the Predators tonight. Your blue line pairing. So I started off with Wierinski for 5500 again, capitalizing on that that top uh, defensive guy for Columbus uh, and you know Edmonton's netminders aren't exactly the the best out there so I think he can definitely get some points from the blue line and then for 5,000 I went with uh, Petri from Montreal he's going to get some uh, some more play time with uh, Andre Markov not making the trip so 
that uh, hopefully he can capitalize on those increased opportunities there. I, I look for a big night from him. Uh, what did you do for defensemen? Well, I was going to put P- Jeff Petrie down as well, but since you picked him, I went somewhere else. I love that choice, AJ, because this guy has been scoring regularly of late on the blue line better than any Montreal defenseman, so I love that pick. I'll say that might be your best pick on your board. Uh, my defense pairing, I'm going to go with Martinez from Los Angeles at $5,000 against La- San Jose. You mentioned that was a p- pretty tasty-looking matchup. It's going to be a rivalry-tinged rivalry one. I-, I think these teams don't like each other, and uh, Mar- there would be a lot of penalties, and Martinez factors in on the power play there. Don't forget, he's a big-time shot blocker, too, which is part of the scoring system at, at FanDuel, so we'll also highlight that aspect. And then I'm going to go with Jake Gardner. You know, even though he's a Leaf player, he's probably my least favorite but I got to take my hat off to him. He has fell, fallen into the slipstream of all the other players who are playing very, very well right now, particularly on the power play. I think if the Leafs do some damage, they're going to need to do it through him. And I'll take that $5,000 price tag, even though it's an away game in Washington. It'll be a tough night for the Leafs. In the Nets. Yeah, Paul, I think what you just said there is uh, saying a guy's your least favorite Leafs player is like saying something's your least favorite type of chocolate. Uh, (laughs) They're all great either way. So uh, don't uh, don't think you slipped that one by me there. Uh, In goal, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with a a team that I don't know that I've picked anybody on previously. I'm going to go with Cam Ward in Carolina. Now, I know I've said avoid Carolina on most situations. But they're going up against New Jersey, who's another struggling team that doesn't have a whole lot of offense. So I think it's a great discounted play you can get. He's just 8,300, uh, and that's the one situation probably this year where I'll end up using the Hurricanes. What are you doing in net, Paul? Well, I'm going to say Columbus has an excellent chance to extend their club record and threaten the NHL record with consecutive wins tonight because Bobrovsky should get the nod against Edmonton. Uh, I think the Oilers are certainly overmatched in this game. The price tag reflects that. It's 9600 bucks. I managed to fit him in, though, because I went cheaper elsewhere. I just think Bobrovsky's playing too well that he won't slip up against a team that if you can bottle up that first line, I'd take my chances against the Oilers with most other teams, but Columbus seems to be a, a notch above them, and I think the physical game that they play will make for a tough night for the visiting Oilers and Bobrovsky cleans up uh, at the end of the at the end of the rink we turn our attention to the stud of the week oh boy I've been waiting for this one for a while AJ <laughs> I hope I don't get any drool on you with this pick but I got to go with Austin Matthews he was voted the number one star this past week in the NHL he's been on a tear for over a month now and it's not only the league's top rookie so far with 32 points in 36 games but he's suddenly tied for second in the whole loop with 20 goals scored behind your guy Sidney Crosby at 26 and he's also third in the league in total shots on goal what more can they ask from this kid I don't know he's playing he's done it while playing with two other raw rookies in Zach Hyman and Connor Brown or William Nylander sometimes on the wing in my opinion he's eclipsed Patrick Kane by miles Kane uh, Lane has slowed down a little bit he scored 19 goals and 31 points in 39 games while playing with an all-star caliber center Shifley and speedy Nikolai Ehlers another skilled veteran uh, two more experienced players than what Matthews has been playing with. What I'm telling you, AJ, to me, there's no doubt right now who the league's top rookie is, particularly after that outdoor game on the weekend. Yeah, I can't knock your pick at all, Paul. Uh, you know, Matthews has been on a roll of late, 12 points in his last 10 games, including eight goals. It's simply outstanding. Uh, my only complaint here is that he decided to really wait uh, to start potting the goals uh, until after I said Line would walk away with the Calder. Uh, so it's going to be quite a race to the finish. 
for these two guys. It'll be exciting to watch how the, the last few weeks of the season uh, shake out. Yeah, I can't get the sound of the Winnipeg Jets fans screaming, Line is better, Line is better, after he had the hat trick against the club <laughs> earlier in the year. But I wonder if they're singing a different tune this morning. For my rant of the week, I'm looking at the pair of outdoor games we saw on the weekend and highlighting the pitfalls. There were certainly visual spectacles, as they usually are, but the game conditions uh, were an issue in both games. Sunlight in Toronto, if you can believe it, was an issue. Uh, They didn't want to start the game just because of of the bad lighting that uh, that the beaming sun was uh, putting down on BMO Field. And then there was a threat of rain in St. Louis that delayed that start or or played havoc with conditions there, too. I think these are dangerous situations. Certainly, the ice did not look good in either game, and the teams escaped serious injury, I think, just because they exercised a lot more caution than I'm used to seeing, particularly in the first 40 minutes of each game. Uh, I note that there were a total of only three goals scored in the first 40 minutes of each game, and and teams threw caution to the wind and let competitiveness take over, and that's why we saw some better third-period action in both situations situation this is a visual visual spectacle for sure aj but the risks were high in each case Uh, let's let's uh, look for options here and maybe help the league along i say let's play in covered venues not necessarily dome stadiums but maybe erect a high temporary canopy uh, over the rink just so that the players can can be shielded from some of the conditions that we saw over the weekend yeah paul you're not going to shake me uh, on this one Nothing will eclipse the, the Sidney Crosby goal in Buffalo in the snow. I think that is just uh, probably uh, tainted uh, my, my picture of these outdoor games. They're, they're always my favorite game of the calendar every year. And, and I certainly understand your concerns, um, but you're never going to convince me that they, the NHL should stop doing these. I, I think it's great for the league. I think it's great for uh, getting more you know, fans interested and more people watching. I, I noted my my wife told me she watched the game yesterday, which is rare. If it's not me forcing her to watch the Penguins, she doesn't usually watch. So um, I, I think they're just great uh, venues. And while there can be things done for safety, I, I don't want them to change what they're doing. I think it's just great. Well, well, we'll look forward to the outdoor games. Hope they don't do 10 of them every year. I just want to see maybe one or two uh, every season. And, and so they can do what they can do to protect the players like they did on the weekend. I'll grin and bear it, believe me. Well, that wraps it up for this week's podcast with Statsman and AJ. Remember to send your comments and questions on Twitter. Follow me, Paul Bruno, at Statsman22. And you can follow AJ at AJScholes24. We ask you to look out for podcast Hockey Pod every week so you get all the latest news and tips to stay ahead of the competition in your fantasy contest. So long, everybody. This is the story of Harry's. For decades, one big razor company has relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of its customers. Then one day, an ordinary guy got ripped off buying razors. He was so fed up that he and his best friend started a company to fix shaving. They called it Harry's. By taking less profit and selling online, Harry's can offer quality blades for less. You can even get Harry's 5-blade razor and shave gel for free when you sign up. Just cover shipping. Click or go to harrys.com and enter code RAZOR at checkout. That's RAZOR, R-A-Z-O-R.